You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going down? I'm not too bad, Christopher. I am uh, I'm um, riding the crest of a technological wave uh, for Abroad in Japan. Fuck? I'm doing this so you don't have to. I have got involved in a little bit of artificial intelligence it's the buzzword on oh, everyone's God. lips 2020 2022 is bitcoin and uh, nfts and everybody stealing you you know everyone's <laughs> stuff um but this year is going to be about everyone losing their job because of ai uh, and i have oh. got a little bit of ai fun for you i've basically got the um the the popular uh, chat bot open ai thingamajig that everyone dicked about with about two months oh, ago uh, i didn't do it then because you know busy Christmas World Cup, uh, but I've decided to start this show by um, writing a couple of prompts into the artificial intelligence uh, to see uh, what it might say uh, when, when asked certain things. I've um, I've basically written Brilliant. write an idea for an abroad in Japan video, right? <laughs> One idea. This is uh. what this is what comes because come back. One idea for an abroad in Japan video could be a tour of a traditional Japanese home. Many foreigners living Ooh. in Japan are fascinated by the unique design and layout of Japanese homes, which often feature sliding doors, tatami mats, and small kitchens. And then uh, it's just all that shit. Um, and then uh, <laughs> and then my second prompt, same thing. Write an idea for an abroad in Japan video. One idea. <laughs> excuse me. One idea for an abroad in Japan video could be a tour of a traditional Japanese village. <laughs> the video could start with the introduction <laughs> of the village. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Third prompt: What's the fucking abroad? What's your idea for a abroad video? Traditional yeah. fucking city. Yeah, exactly. It is. Uh, you could you could give them a behind the scenes look at the daily life of a traditional Japanese ryokan or inn. <laughs> it's just going oh, round houses. That's it, really. Round and around. Yeah. Have you got anything you want me to type into the uh, the, the the artificial intelligence to uh, help you with your job as, as uh, Japan's top vlogger? How can, How can abroad Japan get five million inch, subscribers? Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, it's more by... like a creative kind of prompt. Like, oh, I had some idea. Uh, okay, how how can the I, I need to unlock the secret in Japan? We all know the secret. It's put do a video with a train or do a video of a day in the life of some Japan, person. YouTube channel. People love that. Uh, 
day get, in the life, innit? Get it? more viewers. Let's have a look, see if there's anything. I mean, I reckon it'll probably say, which is said a few times uh, previously, uh, there are several strategies that the Abronjman <laughs> YouTube channel can use to increase the viewership. Oh, um, my God. Optimise your titles and tags. <laughs> is that it? No, it's a list. It's a list. Number two. A list. Engage with your audience. Respond to comments and questions. Oh, I do that. Oh, lordy. Number three. Um, collaborate with other creators. I mean, you oh, did all I do this that already. It, this needs to be specific to, you know, take your top off, go to Korea. I don't know if I can do something different. Promote. Set your... fire to your hair. Hey, Chris, have you ever thought about promoting your videos on social media, mate? <laughs> Wow, this AI, it moves in a right. mysterious way. Does it just literally steal this from, like, a website? I think it's... I've always of, wondered yeah, I mean, how obviously this works. all of the data comes from, from, from different places, but, they, I mean, it sounds like they just went, right, What what's how do you monetize and how do you increase the uh, views on a, a YouTube uh, channel? Write an Abroad Japan podcast synopsis. Oh, <clears throat> Here we go. I mean, I could just co- I'll just copy and paste this into the uh, into the channel. <laughs> welcome to a Br- so you should be saying this at the top of the show to make it cool. Uh, welcome to a broad Japan, a podcast exploring life in the land of the rising sun. In this eight weeks episode, we'll be diving into the world of traditional Japanese crafts, <laughs> from woodblock printing Cross. to kintsugi uh, pottery. We'll be talking to experts in the field about the history and techniques behind these ancient art forms. We'll also be chatting with foreign craft enthusiasts who have made the move to Japan, learning about their experiences studying and practicing traditional crafts, uh, crafts in the country and we'll be sharing tips and resources for those interested in trying out traditional Japanese crafts themselves we talk about no crafts on this show Chris I think we're letting <laughs> the listeners down mate yes I, I, what I want to hear when I tune into the Abroad in Japan podcast <laughs> is Pete Donaldson talking about his five types of favourite Japanese pottery yeah methods. kintsugi brown ones sealing things up with gold green broken ones. crap with gold green ones honestly yeah. I despise crafts I despise fun and art yeah I'm no this is awful <laughs> I'm very much I watched the film um, The Menu uh, last night uh, oh it's a good film that, that. Yeah. yeah really really fun and uh, it's uh, it just made me laugh because it was like um it, this it, is like the, it was, Ray finds is is sort of a Gordon Ramsay yeah, extreme yeah, chef. Yeah, and he's set on an island, and lots of fame, and lots of like rich people come for. And I know a lot meal. of, and I know a lot of foodies who absolutely bomb great cuisine, and they've taken me to restaurants mm. like that before. And it, I mean, the experience is incredible. I'm not going to pretend that it's it's wank. It's not wank. It's amazing. It tastes amazing. It tastes like nothing else. But. Um, that should be like a once in a lifetime or you know twice in a lifetime kind of kind of gig I think. Um, foodies just spend a lot of time wanging on about nothing <laughs> about food. Like, it's just like the last days of Rome. They're just gorging themselves on the very best food mm. not, to, not to humanity. So I do I do get the conceit of the film, but it's well worth a watch. Good stuff. It's a good film. It's yeah. a good film. Uh, Ray Fiennes knocks it out of the park. Anya Taylor Joy is pretty good as well. Yes, but like uh, you know, I've been to a lot of Michelin star restaurants as part of videos and things I've done, and you know it's good. But you always just think, oh, can we get a Five Guys instead? You think that, and just have. <laughs> I think that. We think, I think that. You say you just. Think, we, you said you try to use the royal you there. That's not even. <laughs> This is this is braised deer cheek with a side of cream truffle. It's yeah. like, yeah, but where are the chips? <laughs> where oh, are some the ketchup. Chips? What is oh, this shit? Lordy. I, I, I know. I like I like it in Japan because they care a lot about the ingredients. Yes, they have like. Remember, did, did I tell you the time I I had snow matured beef? Snow, oh, right, okay. It was like snow aged beef. That was it with Connor. We stayed in the most expensive hotel room in Tokyo. Nice. And on the menu for dinner, they brought us snow aged beef. 
and we were enamoured by this ridiculous It sounds like food. a pun. It sounds like, that's no aged beef. Do you know what it was? <laughs> they literally got some beef and just stuck it in, in a snow. pile of snow. Yeah. And we're like... That's a freezer, isn't it? That's, that's a age. freezer. That's <laughs> it's a fucking God's freezer. freezer. They're having a bit, bit of a giggle there, aren't they? If anything, it just sounded cheap and inefficient yeah. compared to a regular freezer. <laughs> I didn't... But I will say, it was probably quite possibly the best steak I'd ever had. It was a top three candidate. So yeah. I don't know I don't know the science behind it. Mm. Well, if it's snow-aged, I want it in my mouth. Yeah. Um, and that is a great cue to move on. <laughs> We've got a story this week from Brian from Pennsylvania. He says, Dear War Crime Pit, War Crime Chris. What the fuck is that? And, Will, and Wiley Pete. I'll take it. I'm Brian from Pennsylvania. I'll I'll go to war over snow-aged beef. I'll do whatever I have to to get that snow-aged beef. In 2003, shortly after being transferred to Japan with the Air Force, my Japanese wife's grandfather passed away in his sleep. He'd lived a good full life and had been sick for about a year, so it wasn't a surprise, but it was sad nonetheless. My wife and I travelled to Gunma Prefecture, just outside of Tokyo, to attend the services. The actual funeral was also interesting. Like most people in Japan, the grandfather was cremated. In Japan, bodies are cremated at a lower temperature so that some bone fragments uh, remain. The bones are passed from family member to family member using special large chopsticks and placed into an urn alongside the ashes. Close family members pass pieces of skull or larger bone fragments. Distant family and friends pass smaller pieces. As the husband of the eldest grandchild, I was one of the few that placed a piece of the deceased skull into the urn. I've never in my life tried to avoid failure more than at that moment. Wow. Uh, for many Japanese, funeral services and rituals are also unusual, unfamiliar events, especially the Buddhist portions. Most Japanese have little or no interaction with Buddhist priests other than during funerals. Keep up the good work, guys. Brian from Pennsylvania with a pretty interesting story there about cremation hmm. in Japan. And that's also a reason why, you know, the etiquette about chopsticks and stuffing them upright into like rice hmm. which a friend of mine did like, a few months ago and i nearly had a heart attack because <laughs> i've turned japanese after a decade but don't jam your chopsticks in upright into the rice because that is very poor etiquette very poor taste and it's a reference to the sort of cremation ceremony in japan yeah right? yeah so don't do that don't do that don't do it Pete. don't do it i don't have to worry about you you can't even pick up your fucking chopsticks <laughs> don't be I rude I'm excellent. It was right? a nightmare watching you. If, imagine Pete Donaldson at the funeral. I passed my <laughs> deceased grandfather's head around, and Pete Donaldson's dropping it all over the floor. A sea of ash and skull fragments. Nightmare. Yeah, nightmare. I mean, it's 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 when you, I think you think you know when you're you're um, tasked with going to like a, a funeral like that. I mean, I I cannot imagine mm. um, the emotions that come out when you're. I mean, it's almost perverse. Like you know. Carrying a small um, fragment of um, you know skull bone, like just Jesus. But um, good on you that uh, you didn't fuck it up. Anyway, well done. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, I've never been to a funeral um, in Japan, and I don't know if I want to. No. Judging by what goes down, mm. I think it'd be interesting once, but uh, I I don't know. I wonder if it is as horrifying as it sounds. Uh, once like after the cremation, it probably is, isn't it? A fragment of skull. Ugh, I don't want to think about this. Tell me the news, Pete. Get me out of here. What's going on in Japan this week, though? Hit us with the news of the week, Mr. Dolson. We've got a series of burglaries. <laughs> Last <laughs> week was uh, a bomb scare, and uh, this week, um, some some horrible burglaries. I will say that for like oh, m- modern crime, like there's something quite 
strange about how crime happens uh, in, in 2023 and 2022 and you know modern days mm, mm. like people don't seem sort of interested in doing like proper crime anymore it's all like <laughs> just like stealing a Range what Rover a because it's it's all like stealing a Range Rover to or order to send it to Dubai it's all like stealing rare video games to sell on the market it's all about stealing people's NFTs why can't we have just aggregate aggravated burglary like everyone else like <laughs> everyone else anyway series of burglaries targeting um, trading card shops have been reported in Tokyo amid the uh, popularity of high priced cards featuring Pokemon characters causing damage estimated to be tens of millions of yen in total since last summer. Absolute dweebazoids are realising that these cards are worth an absolute ton and they're breaking into um, shops the length and breadth of, uh, of Tokyo. Uh, Pokemon, another collectible cards were stolen from several uh, stores in the Akihabara uh, district in the capital between November and December last year. Uh, Machida uh, in suburban Tokyo had 60 cards worth a total of 8.5 million yen uh, stolen in uh, early December. Uh, burglars broke into stores late at night after opening hours and stole those cards. I almost guarantee these criminals are like 18, 19. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. very low yield kind of Logan Paul fans. Yeah, it's just all that, isn't it? It's just all that. Why? I want people stealing catalytic converters again. I want people, you know, with a with a buzzsaw cutting off catalytic converters and stealing people's mopeds. I, I, just, I, I, I want can't a TV be show. Pete Dawson's endorsed yeah. crime. Yeah, it's just where like Pete Dawson. Yeah. It's like crime watch. Crime. It's like crime watch, but I just go shit crime, and I have like a stamp, <laughs> and I stamp it on the camera, and it goes shit. That was a shit crime. It was like you know, and 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 then, but sometimes it'll be a good crime. <laughs> <laughs> How elaborate was yeah. it on a scale of one to ten? Yeah, exactly. Bloody hell. Um, there's been uh, there's also been cases in, in which people cheated others out of trading cards to resell them on profo- for profit. A 25 year old jobless man from Sapporo was arrested uh, by the police on December the 14th by stealing for stealing a thousand Pokemon Stars uh, cards from an online shop using credit card information of another person fraudulently. Uh, they've been resold to secondhand uh, card stores in the city, and he's made a tidy profit out of it. But uh, it's just it's just it's just really kind of like. Um, nerdy crime you know what I mean nerdy oh, crime it's a sort of crime that like a 16 year old would do I'm not <laughs> having it I won't have it <laughs> it's it's just a bit lame but then you know Pokemon cards are worth a lot of money at the moment right yeah it, which uh, I, I'm just amazed Pokemon's still a, a thing because right. it started in like 1996 when I was a kid it was mm. massive at the time yeah like the first album I ever bought was the Pokemon soundtrack which in hindsight looking back at it was pretty pretty damn awful yeah and I'm not proud of that. <laughs> but, like, it's fucking 20 years later and people still buy it. And not only that, but the whole market's worth, like, 178 billion yen now mm. of Pokemon cards. The whole country... Actually, that's the country's card game market of Japan. 178 billion yen, which basic maths tells us is 178 billion divided by 100. Nah, it's around $1.7 billion. Imagine what you could get with that kind of scratch. Imagine what kind of elaborate crimes you could pull off <laughs> to cheer up Pete Donaldson and make him happy. Exactly. Give me a Honestly. good crime. Give me a good crime for crying out loud. How does the how does the last week's bomb threat on the plane is that proper crime? Is that a crime that you like? 1970s crime. Bomb scares. Proper crime. Pokemon cards not a proper crime. If you if you are selling on stolen if you're if you've got a pallet of fucking Logan Paul KSI Prime. 
that you're selling from a lockup in 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 that's kind of half a good crime, <laughs> half a bad crime. Because you've got a lockup. That's up the and you're energy selling... drink, right? Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I've, I've started a campaign uh, in 2023 uh, for every man who is my age to basically kill this product off at the uh, off at the source. Um, that you know, kids are <laughs> pressurising their parents to buy Prime. They are uh, just doing their best to get you know even empty bottles of the fucking thing to pretend that they've got this kind of thing that all the kids want. Mm. I was at the football uh, a couple of days ago, uh, and there were some kids. Mm. They had a bottle of Prime that had sneaked in, and they were taking a picture of the bottle of. Prime prime uh, to show oh off God. on instagram that they were at the arsenal uh, newcastle football match uh, and they'd got a bottle of prime in um it's all we've seen it all before we had it when we were kids uh, it, it will happen again but i want the opportunity to kill prime at the very beginning i am going to basically uh, get, get everybody of my vintage of fathering age you know, for you know, I don't know, fucking eighteen plus. No, not eighteen plus. No, has to be forty-one plus. No, has to be old men. How old do you think you has are? Has to be my age. Forty, forty-one-year-old men. Uh, they have got to uh, basically buy a bottle of Prime and just walk about with it. And sort of like, if they see a kid in the street, sort of go, oh, do you like Prime? I like Prime, yeah, it's a really delicious drink. And it will be uncool by next Friday. If we all commit to buying Prime and just being absolute fucking cringe monsters with it, we can stop Prime from being this scourge on mums and dads pocketbooks, to be quite frank. I'm into it. Pete Donaldson's elaborate crimes unleashed. Prime crime. Buying a crappy energy drink that's got nothing of value in it. No. And making it uncool. Imagine, a, imagine, imagine you're a kid who's obsessed with like KSI, Long Paul, and fucking, I don't know, fucking hashtag United, all, all the kind of kid stuff that you know YouTubers influencers that everyone likes. And then your teacher kicks open the door. Your history teacher, he's a 53 year old man. You know, he's an absolute fucking loser. He's boring as hell. He smells of cobwebs, but he's drinking a bottle of Prime. <laughs> <laughs> oh guys I oh, just, I feel so hydrated this morning I'm really hot to trot on this history lark he says I just can't believe how uh, popular this drink is like because there was lots of videos online and news of kids yeah. like lining up to buy the energy drink it just shows you how powerful influencers can be right and how what kind of power they can wield because you don't see celebrities typically invoking that kind of effect not off the top of my head, anyway. But no, like, I, I think I think kind of I'm, I'm very surprised that they hadn't done. Why didn't they do this sooner? Because I mean, no one's saying yeah. that like Logan Paul's. Um, I mean, maybe his, his star is very much as high as it'll get, and maybe KSI's is as well. But I just sort of think, why have they not done this? I mean, it's a license to print money, and you know they did it smart. They 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 didn't flood the market with it. They 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 you know pretended that there was this incredible shortage of it because they're you know lorries are getting ripped off and stuff like all that bollocks um you know they they, they pretended mm. there was a shortage and you know got kids ravenous for the fucking thing and then as soon as it got to christmas uh, 2022 um they flooded the market with bottles and it's just you know it's absolute marketing you know 101 really isn't it but i, I you know i'm just surprised they did it now and why didn't they do it ages ago it's weird how many people are buy our energy drink? Ravenous in stores in Tesco. Yeah, coming soon. Check this filled out. with caffeine. Check this out. Check this out. What we did. Um, the wrestler me podcast talk about every, every now and again. Um, uh, there was a wrestler in the eighties and nineties called Greg the Hammer Van- Valentine. Uh, very talented chap, uh, but not the most photogenic chap. He has a little <laughs> squishy face and long blonde hair, and he's a little stocky bloke. And uh, on the wrestler me podcast, when we did our live show. <laughs> 
we got cans of Tizer uh, from a cash and carry, and we basically made these uh, the, these labels and, and basically with a picture of um, Greg Valentine, Greg the Hammer Valentine on it, and said uh, that it was Greg the <laughs> Hammer Valentine's bird blood. And sort of, um, oh my god! Guaranteed to contain, guaranteed to, <laughs> guaranteed to contain no rust. It is, uh, it is Greg Valentine's bird blood, and we pretended that Tizer was, uh, yeah, bird blood. So there you go. It's out of date now. Wow, that's a shame. <laughs> Pete Donaldson's life continues yeah. to impress and amaze me at every turn. <laughs> if he's not endorsing crime, he's rebranding cans of bizarre drinks. Maybe I can ask the uh, artificial intelligence what what should vlogger Chris Broad oh God. Uh, call his energy drink? Let's see this what is it the says. moment of truth. Yeah, here we go. Impress me. <laughs> I can't hold back my without without right. without knowing more about Chris Broad or the theme of his blo- vlogs. It is difficult for me to suggest a diff- specific name for his energy drink. Oh, oh that's a cop right, out. Okay. Let me just see. Be more specific. Yeah. How do I? Uh, vlog- Chris Broad, vlogger of Japanese, Japan Japanese, or in Japan, uh, Japanese vlogger. Japanese. Yeah, yeah, do that. Japanese vlogger, Chris. It'll just be something like sake, won't it? Like, <laughs> oh, sake. <laughs> do sake. Yeah. So yeah, so maybe adding in the it takes a little while. I'll I'll, I'll get back to you on that one, but uh, yeah, maybe we'll find out what you're going to be calling your uh, your Japanese uh, energy drink. <laughs> I can hardly wait. Fuji, we like the sake Fuji taste or some shit. Yeah, exactly. We'll find out in a moment. But first, uh, we'll be back in just a moment, guys. We have stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. 
So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? Uh, hello, Curious Chris and Peking Pete. Um, I'm planning on hiring a car in Fukuoka and driving myself around Kyushu in search of Haikyo. Uh, what's Haikyo, Chris? Ooh. Abandoned buildings. How do you oh. not know that? The amount of times I've talked about abandoned buildings. Yeah, but you didn't say Haikyo. You should, should teach me well, something. Well, just imagine Haikyo. Haikyo, yeah. and then yeah. add Kyo, which is the word for today, yeah. and then Haikyo. Today's... Haiku. Haiku. <laughs> my oh, my it. question. Haiku. My question is: Do you think Kyushu is a good place to look for these abandoned buildings? Do you think I will be able to spot or find Haiku uh, just when driving between cities in Kyushu? I saw some. I saw some mother flipping abandoned buildings uh, down in. Hmm, I'm trying to think now, <laughs> but it was definitely in Kyushu. <clears throat> Did you know? Well, no, Kyushu is amazing. Miyazaki like, uh... sort of place, like out in the stick sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I got a video with Connor coming out that we actually filmed a, about a month ago, and yeah. we went to an abandoned village. And uh, driving to that village was one of the scariest experiences of my life. We were driving on a literal cliff edge, yeah. and it was like close to death at some points. But we got to the village, really eerie. It was uh, probably a, about 12, 15 buildings working their way up the side of this mountain mm. in a forest. And yeah, that's going to be a good video. But like, not only that, but Kyushu, we had the coolest place I think I've ever been in Japan, which is the abandoned island of Ikeshima, which is just north of uh, Battleship Island, mm. the, the island that everybody knows and loves, right? Gunkanjima, which is just outside Nagasaki. It looks like a battleship. Gunkanjima literally means Battleship Island, and um, it's got these concrete buildings. It looks insane, but you can only go on the island on a tour, whereas Ikeshima, which is about 20, 30 kilometers north, it's uh, actually like a lived-in island. Um, and they used to have like thousands of workers there for the mine. They shut down the mine, but they left this sprawling city, these abandoned buildings, right. as far as the eye could see. And it's just, it's just bonkers. Mm. I got the coolest shot I think I've ever done with a drone. There, I had Natsuki and Joey walking through the, uh, like walking through this like forest, and then it pulls back to reveal this like abandoned city, like something like The Last of Us. But no, Kyushu, you're spoiled for choice. Mm. Probably got some of the coolest hike your spots in the whole country. Like it's, Pete, it's a Pete Donaldson wet dream come true. It like, certainly it's is. I want it dry. I want a dry dream. I want it all dried oh, out. Oh, yeah, God. I think the um, I think yeah, it was down in Kagoshima. I saw like a load of amazing uh, abandoned buildings. We were just sort of right rocking around. It was bloody brilliant. It was bloody brilliant. It's a fine place. Yeah, a fine place. But uh, yeah, hop in a car, Brooke, and uh, get exploring. We got one here from Reese. He says, "Hi, asthmatic Chris, and I think not." Asthmatic Pete. Wrong. wrong. He's also got I'm asthma. More yeah. asthmatic. I'm more asthmatic. I'm the fucking take asthma meds in, in, in the morning and the night. I'm so asthmatic. Just asthma top trumps. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, I'd win it, I'm, I'm afraid. It's my only, asthma's worse than yours. It's only race I'm it's winning. Shit. <laughs> I, it's shit. Asthma's tri- like, triggered by the weirdest things. Certainly I is. get triggered by like dust and dogs and despair. Yeah. But anyway, enough about asthma. Uh, today's objectives are particularly relevant as I'm pondering a visit to Mount Aso in early January. Cool. Lots of Kyushu questions. Yeah. Kyushu questions. It's, the, it's the wave of I've new seen, generation, Kyushu, isn't it? It's where it's all happening. It I've is. seen warnings from the crater that if you have asthma, as I do, uh, 
don't go. Don't eat, but I know you went, Chris. <laughs> did you research this much before you went to find a safe time, or you just went there without worrying? I only have a few days windows to visit. Um, a few windows, a few days window to visit. Says Reese. Mm. Um, I honestly, my asthma was fine. It's because there's a lot of sulphur and the air poisonous gases great, yeah. coming out of it. Yeah. But like it didn't really trigger my asthma. I did wear a face mask, which probably helped filter it a little bit. So maybe take a face mask so you can filter out all the sulfur dioxide. Um, but it, some days it's worse than others. When we were there, it was kind of like mid-tier uh, in terms of danger. Um, and in then the a few weeks later, anyway. it was extreme tier because it erupted. And it looked horrifying. If we'd been standing there at that point, we'd been vaporized basically so yeah i'm actually kind of scared to go back up mount asso after i watched the eruption video like watch it type in like mount asso eruption when you get a chance and like where the whole cloud bursts out of that is where we were standing looking into the crater mm. very frightening very frightening but go there go there You're, you won't regret it it's an incredible sight to see the largest volcano uh, the largest active volcano in japan and just general super volcano the i think it's the only super volcano in Japan as well, but incredible place. You'll be fine. And there's they, a great song about it as well. <laughs> they're always trying to squeeze it down. Yeah, they always sort of like um, <laughs> whenever you sort of when I was a kid and I was going to um, when everyone was going to Quasar Laser to do um, a little bit of um, laser laser gun shooting or whatever. <laughs> laser tag. Laser yeah. tag. Um, I, they would also oh oh Pete, you're gonna be alright because uh, it says uh, asthmatics might find the dry ice troubling you know the the, the smoke and stuff and it, mm. it, it it rarely happens like that really it, it it's rarely the trigger that you think if, if you've experienced you know ash issues before i mean by all means uh give it give it a skip but you, you should be fine to be honest especially with the face mask yeah honestly an old dusty house is yeah. far more dangerous for me than yeah. uh than Correct. the largest volcano in japan Damn unless straight. it erupts um in which case that's far worse chris before we get to the final uh message do you want your um chris oh. broad chris broad energy drink so remind Titles. us, what was the prompt you wrote into the AI? I wrote, what weapon? should Japanese vlogger Chris Broad call his energy drink? And, uh, and the answer. The answer is, as a Japanese vlogger, uh, Chris Broad may want to consider incorporating elements of Japanese culture or language into the name of his energy drink. Here are a few ideas of names that could Whoa. work well for a Japanese energy drink. Number one. Yes. Belen juice. I'm joking. I wrote that one. Um, <laughs> That's uh, Paul's yeah, local sorry. drink. Your local town. <laughs> um, number one, Ichigo Energize. Isn't that already a brand that exists? No, I- Ichigo means strawberry. Yeah, and it, so, yeah, and it incorporates the word energize to Ichigo Energize. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, kind of works, doesn't it? Um, Could work. Yeah, Ichi- I mean, and also like Ichiban. Ichi <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Mizu Power. Uh, Mizu is the Japanese word for water, and combining it with power could create a strong and memorable name for an energy drink. At uh, number three, Sakura Boost. <laughs> oh my god, this is just so ridiculous! Energy power boost, All just right. slap a noun don't in there. Sla- don't a slag Japanese it off noun. until you've had the fir- the fourth and final one. All right, Kaze Rush. Kaze oh is the god. Japanese word for wind, and using it in the name uh, could give the drink a sense of speed and power. Kaze Rush is also the feeling <laughs> I experience when I use a Japanese bidet. That's why I didn't go one step further and call it like kamikaze juice. Yeah, lordy. like the wind of Good the gods God. juice. Yeah. It's not bad. It's, it's, it's funny, but it's very generic, isn't it? I think you've really got to work hard to get oh, you know, interesting. Like this. To be fair, is it as bad as Picari sweat? 
Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. All the real joke. ones are fucking mob mental, aren't they? Honestly. It's true, yeah. We can <laughs> laugh and joke and jeer, but nothing is as bad as Picari sweat. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> li- I mean, drink with the word sweat in the name, for God's sake. I've, uh, I've, I've done a couple more uh, prompts. Uh, four more. Uh, just <laughs> bash them out quick. Uh, Samurai Surge. Why? Yes. Uh, Kami no Iki. Divine Energy. It could be a more subtle no. way to incorporate Japanese elements. Uh, Hinomaru Boost. Uh, no. The Japanese word for the red sun on the Japanese flag is Hinamaru. Uh, and Tokyo Rush. <laughs> no, it sounds no. like a drug Absol- used in Rapunzel. Yeah, Tokyo. Yeah, Tokyo Rush does sound like a drug, you're right. Uh, never mind. Uh, we'll move on to the final uh, email. Hello, critically acclaimed chess ooh, chess player, Chris. Um, I think <laughs> I there's, the there's a little T in there. I don't think it meant, meant to be there. Uh, hello, critically acclaimed chess player, uh, Chris, and pilgrim podcaster Pete. I'm Johan from Montpellier, France. Uh, going to Japan for the third time. Uh, what should I accept, expect to be a different in people's habits and social experiences in this post-COVID Japan? What's different, Chris? Let us know. Um, well, blah, 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 blah. well, not a whole lot, really. Just lots of masks, and that's right. it. Okay. Honestly, yeah, I'd say tran- Japan transitioned to a world without touching things. Right. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I know, for example, like... Japan was always a cash entrenched society, right? Everybody's always, everybody, everybody always had cash, yeah. And like COVID helped move that along uh, to the point where people use credit cards and Suica cards and touch cards a lot more, yeah. Um, honestly, it's the boring one. It's masks. You will see everyone wearing a mask still. And having spent the last few weeks in the UK and the US without masks, I'm gonna. It's gonna be hard to to go back to that. I think. Yeah, that it's just so nice walking around breathing air, you know. I'll, I'll never forget walking through a forest a few weeks before I, I left Japan, a forest in the middle of nowhere, and everyone that I walked past on the occasion that I did wearing face masks. Right. I was just like, no, come on, <laughs> let the air strike your face, like enjoy the air, fucking. Air. But like honestly, that's the only thing: face masks on trains, on planes, automobiles, yeah, and yeah, that's it. Honestly, that's it. Japan is open for business, though. It's busy. There's a lot of tourists back. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen so many people in Japan that mm. uh, are back. Not Pete Donaldson, though. He's no. off to Costa Rica. So. I've got to balance, you know, what I want to do with someone else now these days. Nah. <laughs> Difficult. No, you don't. No, you don't. Uh, come, Japan. Come and, eat, come and drink your Fuji Mizu juice <laughs> up the bloody hell it was Tokyo suggested Rush. we should call I the energy drink. I just want some Tokyo Rush, guys. <laughs> I am scared, though, about where AI is heading. Like It's kind of scary. Like I've seen some of the artwork it can produce, and uh, it's it's really impressive. And yeah. I think in two years' time, it'll be a league above where it is now, right, to the point that we won't know who's made what or what's going on. Mm. It will be at a point where it'll be able to scan every single video I've made and create like a digital replica of myself and just have me in it. Mm. It could be quite good in hindsight, because I could be like, I could type a prompt in, couldn't I? Like, make a video about a traditional inn. Oh, I think, I, I think and if you... And then, like, a CGI me will appear. If you sort of... Going, hello, everyone. If you sort I think AI might be the future for your uh, editing wars, possibly. I mean, it's not a great thing to, you know, put people right. out of work. But if you, you know, you get all your rushes, you get all your video, you get all your sound, and then, they, you know, you run an AI over it, and they just edit it, edits it, and it's, uh, yeah, and, and people consume my, it, and you my, make all the money. <laughs> my editor who listens to this is going to be terrified now. He's like, fucking hell, don't He's do that. He's got other skills. But like, <laughs> yeah, I can cook, he can clean, he can, he can cook, sort he can the clean. chimney out. Yeah. He's great. But like, I, yeah, it's it's a it's a scary world, but uh, I feel like AI is going to be a big thing this mm. year. But thank God everyone's moved on from 
talking about cryptocurrency. Fuck for that. <laughs> Keep the stories, questions, comments coming into Abroad Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later on the week, guys. Still over again. But for now, no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. And we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan podcast. Bye for now. Ta-ta. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.